There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. How are you all doing? I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me always, Blake Harrison. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. We're recording this Monday um, because you've been away at the weekend, yeah, I had a lovely little weekend getaway in Brighton. So we kind of like, because I was filming Kate and Koji, my wife's birthday, which is just a few days before Valentine's Day. And obviously Valentine's Day basically just did nothing. Um, so I kind of, we booked booked this for a bit later on when I wasn't working. And we had a lovely weekend away. Obviously, I didn't think about the fact that there was a big, big fight going on. <laughs> so I kind of watched it in, in the most random way, uh, which I suppose we'll get on to. But uh, but yeah, we had a, had a lovely little weekend in Brighton, and um, I, I, honestly, like we on on the Saturday, uh, we had we went for a, like just grab a coffee, and we saw these two lads, a few people in the queue in front of us with these jujitsu jumpers on, and we're like, oh, that's interesting. And my wife, being my wife, just somehow managed to start a conversation as this guy was fumbling with his coffee and not knowing what tray to put it in or whatever. And um, it turns out there was a jiu-jitsu tournament going on down the road at like literally like a two-minute walk from our hotel. Um, and he said later on in the afternoon they're doing the no-gi stuff and all the good stuff and all that. And we just thought, well, should we go and have a look? So we did a bit of shopping down the lanes in Brighton. And then we ended up at this Hilton Hotel about three in the afternoon thinking, this might be a load of rubbish. I have no idea. Yeah. Like I was kind of excited about it. My wife was like, oh, I know you love this stuff. Let's go and do it. We were there for two and a half hours, loving it. Oh, Absolutely excellent. loved it. Um, I don't know what the tournament was called in Brighton on Saturday. Maybe someone can let us know. But there was a, a couple of people, what, particularly from one gym in, I think, the Brighton area called, I think, Elements or Elemental. Sorry, guys forgot exactly what it's called but elements gym or elemental gym and uh i think there was a guy called ollie webb who won in his category and he came up to us and was like oh like, i'm a big fan i'd love for you to watch the fight so we did and we watched him win gold and oh, uh, he absolutely smashed it and uh yeah and it was a really really fun to just watch these grappling tournaments because the atmosphere was so nice like everyone was so friendly no one was an idiot 
um, it, it, the the respect shown like after fights and all that kind of stuff. People saying goodbye to each other after just being beaten and knocked out of tournaments and all that kind of stuff. Really great sportsmanship. Really, really lovely. But in that kind of red square on the mat, it was anything but like pleasant. <laughs> it was like there was it looked horrible in places. Like some people were just getting really mauled. Like forearms just smashing it, like obviously not smashing as in like yeah. hitting, but like you really didn't want to be on bottom in some of these positions. And then we spoke to one guy who I think maybe won a silver in his category or something like that. And he was like, Yeah, earlier, like it, it was a bit awkward because like I, I heard the guy, I, I did like an ankle lock and I heard his ankle pop and stuff. Like, I think I broke his ankle and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that does not sound good. <laughs> but, um, but overall, it was, it was great. And even my wife, like, had a really brilliant time watching oh, it. So, that's great. yeah, it makes, makes me want to watch more jujitsu tournaments and stuff like that. It makes me, to be honest, it makes me want to put a gi on and have a little go, but uh, Do it. we'll Do see, it. we'll see what happens in future. But no, it, it was awesome. So well done to everyone at that jujitsu tournament in Brighton. It was, it was great. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, that, that sportsmanship before, during, and certainly after, um, you know, the, the, the events was something that we definitely saw fuck all from uh, on the headline card, <laughs> from the headline fight on Saturday's card, which is why we're here, of course. Uh, we're talking uh, about UFC 272 and all the action that happened at that fight. <sighs> I mean, it was a big night at T-Mobile Arena, right? It was a big night. It was a, it was a weird one because I kind of watched it like I was... I woke up earlier than my wife on Sunday morning, so I watched like I really, really was excited about the Bryce Mitchell Edson Barbosa fight. So I watched that first. Then I used that kind of enhanced thing on the BT player. So then I skipped forward to the Masvidal fight, watched that, and then I watched like Yan Janan in a coffee shop <laughs> before I was kind of get a coffee. And then uh, a lot of it I watched in the car journey on the way home, and my wife was was driving back to pick the kids up. Um, what so a lucky a lady! Dro- Chauffeuring yeah. you home from Brighton whilst you're there just watching. Hey, yeah. Tell me you had headphones on as well. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, because she was listening to a podcast. So I was like, I was. Uh, oh, I was it's those special on. Valentine's birthday moments that matter, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. But hey, I'll have you know, we divvied up the drive completely equally. It's completely equal our relationship. I drove to Brighton, she drove back from Brighton. So it's all fine. You'd planned that, that didn't you? Oh, hundred percent. I even said to her, I was like, babe. Can you do the drive home because I want to watch the, the fight on the iPad in the car? She's like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so that's awesome. But um, but yeah, let's let's get on to it. Let's crack on. So Covington Musvidal, as you say, no uh, no sportsmanship really going into the fight. I mean, at the end of the fight, they were still giving it to each other, particularly Covington and stuff. And then we can get on to his call-outs later on as well, mm. but... Just completely classless, and yeah, just it, it. Covington was Covington. At the end of the day, none of us are surprised. Colby Covington did what Colby Covington does, both as a fighter and as the personality that he has concocted for himself. So, what did you make of it all? Um, of the, what did you make of the fight itself to begin with? Just, just the fight. It was what I kind of thought might happen. Um, I thought Covington was was much better, much better than 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 Jorge. Um, I, I thought that he, he was just putting pressure on Masvidal constantly, and 
Masvidal, I just don't think really had too many answers for the the level of wrestling that Covington had. Um, I didn't think it was massively exciting. Um, all the hype, I got caught up in it like you. Um, and by the time we got to the fight, I was a little underwhelmed. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but there was fights on that card that excited me more, but we'll get on to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the point when Masvidal clipped him and dropped him. Round four was a good round. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not hating on the fight at all. Like, it, you know, it was a solid fight. But I think because of the amount of hype and hate and everything that was marketed for this, I was expecting absolute fireworks. And we didn't get that. But yeah. in round four, he dropped him. And I don't know if it was Rogan or Bisping kind of almost sort of said something along the lines of like when Nate clipped Leon. Like, why why is he just standing there like giving it? Why is he not? And it was like... I don't think that was the case. Nate was a showman. Masvidal was knackered. Like yeah. I, I think you could see, like he he probably wanted to, but he didn't have anything left. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it that way, but I thought he looked gassed at that point. He's just dropped him on his ass, and he's a brawler. You'd think, go for it, shit or bust. You you you, you you're losing yeah. this fight considerably. It's obvious you're losing this fight. Like. There's your there's your your golden ticket there, and but don't get me wrong, it's easy to sit there on your sofa watching that, you know, when you're absolutely got fuck all left, you know the the fact that no one more than Masvidal would love to have capitalised on that, but I just don't think he had anything left. Um, yeah, I mean we'll get on post fight in a moment, but how did you see the fight, mate? It was more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I thought every round was going to be like maybe like round five. Colby takes him down and kind of brutalizes with a bit of ground and pound, threatens a choke every now and again. Masvidal does well defending a lot of it, but takes damage. That's that's what I thought the whole fight would be. I was surprised at moments, particularly round four, when I thought Colby was going to finish Masvidal up against the fence with strikes. Mm, yeah. And then Masvidal came back and got that right hook that, that really wobbled Colby. And as you say, it is a shame he didn't have that little bit extra in the tank to go, come on then, this is my only opportunity to maybe to get this done. And it's my uh, domain. It's my domain. That's yeah. my, that, you know, I, I, I love a dogfight. That's what I like. You know, I want to stand yeah. and brawl, you know, and yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I, it was a better fight than I imagined it to be. Actually, I really expected quite a dull fight, but Colby isn't stupid. He knows how to win fights and he knows that his skill set matchup wise, this was quite a bad matchup for Masvidal. You know, he, he doesn't always do well with great wrestlers. I know, obviously, the Askren thing, but that was like lightning in a bottle, that that flying knee. Um, so, and C- Colby's uh, cardio as well is, is phenomenal. And don't forget, Masvidal's 37 now. Yeah. He's had a resurgence since about 2019 after that Darren Till knockout. But he's 37 years old, so he's he's going to be on the decline. There's no ifs or buts about it. Um so, yeah, but I, overall, as a fight, I, it was better than what I expected. I mean, just to add to the kind of the villain that Colby Covington likes to play, two big fouls in the first two rounds. Um, Masvidal had some some words about Herb Dean saying in the post-fight press conference that him and Herb haven't always seen eye to eye and that um, he, feel, he feels like Herb Dean has sort of not refed very well in some of his previous fights as well. 
um, and he was pulling up Herb Dean for the fact that Covington eye-poked Masvidal. The ref didn't see it. And then Covington obviously got that very first takedown, which, you know, is, is a, a big, big part of the fight. Round one, he got him down and was able to sap Masvidal's energy. It's a huge moment. And it did come from an eye poke. Even at the start of round two, yeah. Herb said to Covington, that was an eye poke. I've seen it on the monitor. Be careful. And then two minutes later, Colby does what feels like a very blatant need to the to the ghoulies. Yeah. Uh and uh yeah, it was um you know, just just classic Covington being being Covington. I mean, I don't know how much the first eye poke was on purpose, yeah. but the, the knee to the nuts looked looked look pretty spot like yeah. you couldn't even if he was aiming for it, he couldn't have got a better shot to the nuts. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean, is that just Covington's uh, way? I don't know. But, I don't um, know. I think Masvidal yeah. sort of digging Herb on it. I mean, Herb's constantly under scrutiny by the the, the MMA community. Anyway, I think you know he's he's, mm. he's made a few a few sort of mishaps. I think that have obviously you know been bought, you know the people have pulled him on. So I think he's you know he's it, it, yes we all saw the eye poke. If he, if he missed it, he missed it. But I think maybe it's six one off, doesn't he? I also think Masvidal's pissed off. He's pissed off yeah. at losing. He's lost to the biggest melt in the UFC, and like, and so, <laughs> and so, and you know, you know, your ultimate rival. You've lost to him, and 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 lost to him, you know, comfortably. I think, like, and I think like he's yeah. he's got the ump, and like, and I think you know he's 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 digging people, and I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the the yeah, the shot to the nuts was 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 really blatant. But yeah, I, I don't know. The, you know, these things happening in, in the octagon. But I guess should we talk a little about what's next for them? Yes. Well, yeah. so, before I mean, we get onto all the options, I think for Covington, Masvidal, I think first. Masvidal. I mean, he took the loss well. I mean, the Herb Dean stuff, I think, you know, especially if he's had previous with him, I sort of understand it. Yeah. Um, but he actually, I feel like, took the loss really well, the post-fight press conference. He was saying, you know, he, he said the eye poke was bad, but that wasn't the reason I lost the fight. That was just one exchange. But it was a big exchange, but it was one exchange. And um, he didn't even bring up the nut shot. And he... Um, and he was just saying, you know, I I didn't have the wrestling. I didn't yeah. have the wrestling to deal with him. And he said, if I could do my life again, I'd go to college and wrestle my ass off for a few years. But that wasn't the hand he was dealt. And, he, you know, this is this is who he is as a fighter and stuff. But um, I think it's a tricky one, Masvidal, because he's just been given a new contract by the UFC. They're not going to want him to headline fight nights. They're not going to want him to be like quite low down on on a pay per view card. They're going to want him to be main and co main event because I, I assume they're paying him the big bucks. They're paying mm. him good. You know, he's in that upper echelon now of high earners in the UFC. I would imagine. Um, so, what are the big fights left for Masvidal? And it's really tricky. Because Nate Diaz will be brought up in a minute, but I think a BMF rematch would actually probably be one of the best fights to do. But Nate's only got one fight left on his contract. Dana did say that contract negotiations with Nate are going well, but then Nate tweeted something about, like, I've only got one fight left, let's get it done, I've got shit to do. 
So mixed messages coming there from Dana White and Nate Diaz as to his contract negotiations. I'd be in. I I'd be interested in seeing the Nate Diaz BMF rematch again. I I uh, other than that, I, I'm not interested in the Connor fight. At least not at this stage. I want Connor to try and get a win first. Um, what what I mean? What, why would you not want the Connor Masvidal fight? I don't know. I just there's no real heat there. There's no backstory really. Um, Does Connor need a backstory to piss up to wind someone up? Like I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think he's clearly well over welterweight at the moment, Connor. Um, I, I just think it's a, a a good fight back for Connor. I think it's a good fight for both fighters. They both like to stand and fight. Um, I don't think there'll be loads of wrestling in, in that. I think it brings Connor back into the fold with a high. You know, with a big name, it's a big money fight for Masvidal. So the UFC are going to be happy that Masvidal is going to be generating huge amounts of money fighting Connor. I, I, I'd yeah. rather watch that than than him fight Nate again. Maybe you're right. Yeah, no, you you might have sold me on it. I've just, I've I've got, I don't know. I've got no huge interest in it, but. If it was made and the trash talk started, you know what I'm like. I only need a countdown episode, and then I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. So uh, so yeah, I can be swayed probably very easily. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it just it doesn't massively interest me. I mean, there's like the Wonder Boy fight could be fun. I know he wants to avenge oh. that loss, and that could be fun. But again, it's not. I feel like Masvidal's in a really tricky spot. Because I, I, think, th- I he's- think he's in a great spot. I think he's in a really good place. He's just signed a, a, a contract, coming off of a, a, a... He just lost, but he's still a huge name. He's still, like you say, he will headline or co-headline, you know, a big card. And I think people know that by fighting um, Jorge, there's, there's big money on the table as well. I think he's in a really good position. You know, he's come off a loss. What's that? How many losses on the bounce is that for Masvidal? Usman, Covington. Usman twice. Yeah. Covington. Is that it? Did he go Usman after Ask? No, Usman after Nate, wasn't it? Right. So he's he's uh, he's three losses yeah. on the band. He was like he had a big gap. Then it was Till, Askren, Diaz. Yeah. And then was it Usman, Usman, Us- Covington? Yeah. Mate, I wouldn't mind signing a massive fucking contract with the UFC on the back of three losses uh, and then walking away from that and there's still some of the biggest names in the world want to fight you. I think he's in a good position. Like, a lot yeah. of people that are getting three losses on the bounce, you know, are being bumped way down on the on the roster of, uh, you know, of, of fighters. I, I think he's in a, a really good place considering his age and what's, you know, what, what's what's been his, his, his recent results like uh, yeah we're, well, arguing. we're, we're arguing be... today aren't we i'm loving it yeah no well, well very pleasantly <laughs> but i'll tell you what would be criminal is Go on. if if and I, I don't want to see this outcome but it's probably the the likely outcome in terms of betting lines if leon edwards loses to uh kamara usman i don't think that fight's been announced yet but it's looking very likely for like july time mm-hmm. i think usman's even mentioned leon a lot in interviews lately so if Leon fights Usman and loses that fight, which would he and he would be the underdog going into that fight, yeah. as much as I'd like to see Leon win, 
The whole three-piece and a soda beef has to come to an end. It's criminal that we haven't seen this fight already, really. Yeah. yeah. This fight should have been made ages ago. So if Leon loses to Usman, then Masvidal Edwards, I think surely, surely you should have that fight. You can't have the three-piece and a soda beef just yeah. fly off into the sunset with, with, with it not being dealt with and handled. And like There's a built-in backstory, a built-in you've, you've got the video of the brawl. Like, video of the brawl? Yeah. Um, it's all there. It is all there. Catchphrases. It's got everything. It's got, you know, so that, that I would love to see that fight happen. Yeah. But that's a long, that's a long time of off. They've not even announced Usman. Well, Masvidal said Leon he wants yet. a lot of time off. Did he? Masvidal was, he, 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 I think he said it's, it's not about like pain or anything like that. It's just more like, I think mentally, he said mentally effectively, like to get him beat by this guy that I really think is quote unquote a bitch uh, and a coward, then I think he, he, he said he, he needs a little bit of time. Um, so, so it might work out well. Masvidal could sit on the sidelines, recover, yep. and uh, b- by November, he could be fighting Leon Edwards, maybe. Let's see. But obviously, we want Leon to, to win the belt, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. But moving on to Colby Covington, mm. he called out Dustin Poirier in one of the most classless call-outs you'll ever hear. Talking about his wife. See, I didn't hear this. His... It, 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 no, when they, they dropped the crowd over it. Yeah. Like, and I was like, who's he called out? Yeah, no, he called out Dustin Poirier, talking about his wife, effectively calling her like a Jezebel or whatever, and then also mentioning Dustin's kid. I think calling her by name, I think her name's Parker or something like that, calling her by name and saying that's Connor's kid and that he should get a DNA test and all this kind of stuff. I mean, this it's just gross. I mean, I think you can say whatever you want about the fighter. If coaches have got involved, say what you want about coaches, all that stuff. It's one. It's, I think it's pretty bad to, to bring in someone's wife, but then you bring in a kid that's like, well, how old's Dustin's daughter? Like, probably no older than seven. That's like, grotty, like, man. That's really it's grotty. So gross. It's just like I know you're trying to play the villain, but I I think there's lines even to that, and I just have got no respect for the man. Obviously, he's an incredible fighter. You mm. can't take that away from him. The proof's in the pudding. You watch him fight; he's a very good fighter. But as a human being, I'm just like, once this is all over, and he's 34 or something. Three, four more years, and this is all over. Maybe he's never been a full champion. Obviously, he was an interim champ. But what, what, what's, what's, what's after that? Because you see fighters now when they're in the front row of events, like your Chuck Liddells or or, or people like that. After if Anderson Silva goes back after retiring, and that the crowd is going to go mad because they have such respect for what they did for the sport back in the day. And, you know, Khabib in the audience now. I know that's so recent, but, like, he gets a mad cheer. Can you imagine Colby Covington at 40 years of age, having been retired for two years at the front row of one of these events, getting a huge cheer? I can't. Do you know what? People have short short memories, mate. Like, look how quickly everybody wanted to see Connor go to prison for throwing the stuff at the the, the dolly at at the coach. And then fast forward... 
uh, a couple of uh, trailers and hype machines, and, and and everyone's a Blake Harrison. Everyone's back on board. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but yeah, like, and I think you know he, he's a he talks absolute shit, like, and and doing that he's just shows that that's just zero class you know you want to play the bad guy absolutely you know every sport needs the bad guy because it it does as he said to us man it just it sells fights but just don't be a massive knob with it don't like someone's kid like someone's wife it's like there's no need for that you know you could say all sorts of things to make that fight happen that's an exciting fight anyway like the the fact that like you ain't really got a lot more you can do in that division because you're forever going to be the second best in that division. So he's got obviously look elsewhere. That shot's not going to get presented to him unless Leon wins. Then that, that makes things a little Mm -hmm. bit more exciting again. But, uh, yeah, I I think, I don't know. I, I, I think he could have just played that a little bit cooler. Um, he got that huge win over Jorge and, he could have just acknowledged that and been a bit more classy with Jorge potentially. And don't get me wrong, you know, Masvidal was shouting bitch across the octagon at him. Um, I think that could have ended a bit nicer. I think, you know, such a high level fight uh, with so much media attention. I, I think so many people, when they talk about mixed martial arts, always like to sort of finish it with fighters will, you know, it's all left in the octagon, you know, after the fight, it's all respect, it's hugs, it's, you know, let's go for a drink. And you often see pictures of two battered fighters, you know, with their arm around each other out the back. And, you know, I saw a beautiful, beautiful uh, exchange between Barbosa and Mitchell, which we'll get on to uh, post-fight. That's, that's what the MMA community needs. And that's what people outside of, of you know, doubters and haters and, and people that question, you know, the the, the, the people that, that do this you know, sport, I think they need to see a little bit more respect when it's such huge fights. You know, we had the same at the end of uh, Connor Dustin, you know, Connor sitting there just spatting. Yes, he had a broken leg and yes, he shouldn't have been interviewed, but that's, these are some of the, if not the biggest fights in UFC. And I think these fights should understand the influence, the reach that they have. And by behaving like that, is shit. It's just shit. It's not good for MMA. Yes, it's good for the hype machine uh, to sell fights, but you can sell more fights to more people if more people are on board because they really like the fact that they get to see these sportsmen competing at such a high level. And then when... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That final buzzer goes, it's left there, it's done, you know, and then it's like move on and you see sportsmanship. That's that's what was lacking I think, in that. I think that that one statement is where you've you've slightly gone wrong. Is I think unfortunately, unfortunately, most people, especially the casual MMA fan, like people like me and you, we want to see the good guys and we want to see the Volkanovskis, the Robert Whitakers, the Dustin Poiriers, and always the the good people in the sport, the Wonder Boy Thompsons doing well because and and seeing all the respect there, we love it. But I think the casual fan who may or may not buy the pay-per-view in America or may or may not stay up late to watch it in the UK is going, like, it, it, say, say the Dustin Poirier fight got made and they played in the trailer everything Colby's been saying of late. They'll be like, oh, my God, he said what about his kid? He said it's Connor's kid. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. And then they'll get sucked in and they'll want to buy it for those negative reasons. And so... Unfortunately, I agree with you. I want to see the sportsmanship, and I'm sure a lot of people listening feel I, the same way. But I know what you're the, saying. For the money making machine, what Colby is doing will probably be used to build a fight of if it was to get will. booked, and that's what brings in a lot of the casual fans and people like that. So it's it's I'm difficult not, when when money is earned through that kind of behaviour. Yeah. You are rewarding that kind of behaviour, and that is a problem. But there doesn't seem to be a solution for it at the moment. I'm I'm not I know what you're saying I totally agree with what you're saying but I think hype it hype it all the way up to the fight you know but then when that final buzz I'm not suggesting I want to see everybody fight that's that's a wonder boy you know what I mean I'm not I'm not interested in that I want people that have got beef I want people that have got you know they they've got a score to settle but they settle that score and that's when I want to see <clears throat> Just a handshake or an embrace at the end. That that's it. And I'm not suggesting that they, you know, they're, they're best pals forever. But I think for the for the sport itself, I think a, a, an exchange of, all right, look, we've earned each other's respect here. We've we've we, 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 you know the score is settled. Like I think I, I, I think sport needs that. Um, but yeah, but I, I know full well him saying all that, and then obviously bringing Connor into the fold. Like, he had that planned all day long. Yes. You know, and that's like, right, who else? If I throw Connor in the mix as well, that then just multiplies it again and again and again. Yeah. And and that, the the fact that that was premeditated and it's, like, just done to maximum attention, it's just shitty move, man. Shitty move. I'm, I'm sick of talking about that fucking bell piece. Shall we? Uh... Well, I know you are, but just very quickly then, because we have spent a lot of time on this, does Colby fight Dustin next, or is there someone else that he fights next? Um, I don't know. Was there talking Nate? Uh, no, because the Nate, the Nate, Nate is in. 
apparently the Nate Dustin fight is what's apparently right. happened. But Colby seems to think Nate's fighting Connor next. So Dustin's was... free to fight him. Well, we so, spoke the Whitaker fight know. potentially. Um... I would love to see the I, I think if Colby really... Cause, but he rec- the only thing with Colby is he was saying that he doesn't cut weight to do 170. I'm sure he does. Just what he's saying. Which makes me think, or oh, maybe he wouldn't do 185 then. Maybe he'd be more inclined to cut down to 155. Mm. Um, but I would like to see Covington, especially after kind of talking about Adesanya and how bad Adesanya's wrestling is and how Colby could beat him. I'd love to see Colby go up to 185, fight Robert Whittaker, who used to be a 170er as well, so there shouldn't be a huge size, size difference there, and fight Robert Whittaker because you two are the two best in your division, two second best guys in your yeah. division. It's just a shame you've been beaten by the champ. The champs are better than you. Izzy's better than Whittaker. Uh, Usman's better than Covington. You guys fight each other. And what could happen there is if Covington goes up to 185 and fights Whitaker, then Covington could fight Adesanya next because there's no way that the UFC makes Sean Strickland faces Adesanya before it makes Colby Covington fight Adesanya if Colby has one win yeah. against the top 10 guy at middleweight. So I would like to see that. Who knows whether that would, would happen. But other than that, I mean, we'll see what happens with, with Leon and Usman. If Leon mm. were to win, you know Usman's getting an immediate rematch, which means that that fight between Gilbert Burns and Hamzat Shemaev, which is now coming up on 273 on, in April, I think maybe April 9th. What a card that is looking mm. like. That is looking phenomenal, that card. Volkanovski, Korean Zombie, uh, I think Sterling Yarn and Hamzat Shemaev versus Gilbert Burns. That is going to be really awesome. I think Ian Gary might be on that card as well. Um, so that is looking like a phenomenal card. But that means the winner of that fight, Hamzat Burns, which looks like a probably a number one contender fight. If Leon does beat Usman and he goes for an immediate rematch, then Colby's free, maybe. Maybe he takes on the winner of uh, Chimaev Burns because he's not fought either of those guys. And that would be a top-level welterweight fight that really would be something special. So who knows? That could be worth looking at as well. Um, Great shout, Harrison. Yeah, let's do it. Um, RDA uh, voice, uh, versus Renato Moicano. What did you reckon? Um, look, props to Moicano for taking the fight on short notice. Props to RDA as well. It's a completely different stylistic matchup. He was waiting for Fiziev, um, who is an elite-level striker, and then he gets Moicano. Very different type of fighter. Obviously, RDA should be, I think, winning that fight. Moicano, I think, unranked and taking the fight on five days' notice. RDA should win that fight. And he did, and he did it comfortably. However, and maybe this is going to sound like a slight contradiction. One, from RDA's point of view, I feel like if you are looking at going on a title run, which is what his aspirations are, he wants one more title run, he's moving to Brazil, he's moving his family to Brazil so he can have one more title run and do it that way. He, I think you need to put a statement out. And when an unranked guy comes in and fights you on like five days notice, you got to finish that guy. And you got to put a statement out there. That's my opinion. I feel like if you, if you just want to, you know, do the next, have another four fights to get to the belt, whatever, then fine, just win the fight. But there was moments in that fight where I felt like he could have finished the fight or done a little bit more. And that puts him then in the discussion of like, oh, he's up there with the Makachevs and Dariushis fighting this out for a number one contender spot. Maybe he then fights Dustin Poirier or something like that. Maybe he gets a big fight next. He's calling out Connor now and all this kind of stuff. But I, I just don't feel like he did enough 
for the UFC to go, you're now up there, one more win and you're, you're fighting for the belt. I feel like now he's looking at people behind him in the rankings and going, I'm probably going to have to take out a Gregor Gillespie or, you know, uh, someone else in the top 10 of that lightweight well, division I, to I fight that. Seen the let me just, fight. Or, well, yeah, well, but Fiziev is about four or five places behind him in the rankings. But people might now just go, let's just rebook the Fiziev fights. It mm. makes sense. Whereas had he put a real statement out there, I think that I think that he could have been looking ahead in the rankings rather than behind himself. I mean, Chandler's fighting Ferguson soon. The winner of that, Chandler versus RDA. Ferguson fights, fights RDA. They're big, big names, big fights. Um, and it's him moving up the rankings rather than looking behind him and just solidifying his spot. However, and this is where people might be like, oh, he's contradicting himself. But that fight could have been stopped is the other thing is I do feel like in a sense, RDA sort of did enough for the fight to have been stopped to a point because I really would have liked the, um, the corner to stop the fight. I think he's taken it on five days notice. RDA has got great cardio. He can barely see out of one eye and that fourth round, I don't think we needed to necessarily see that. And at the end of the fourth round, he sort of stumbled back. And Goddard, I thought, did a phenomenal job. Of 100%. Really trying to to basically give the corner a chance to stop the I'm fight. basically Giving telling the you, doctor the chance to stop the fight. And he it was just, saying it, to the doctor, wasn't he? Like, yeah. the corner aren't going to stop this. <clears throat> you know, the, 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 I think the pressure that Mark was putting on the doctor was basically everything other than, come on, mate, stop this. Like, yeah. you know, and then to go, you've got 30 seconds to turn this fight yeah. around. And fair yeah. play, he went into some kind of killer zombie mode at that point. And, and I think he took the last round. He did take the last round. But did he take the last round because he took the last round? Or did he take the last round because RDA took his foot off the gas? Probably. Because I felt like RDA took him down at the sort of beginning-ish of round five and didn't really land a single strike. Yeah. Because I almost felt like he felt a bit sorry for him. 100%. And he could, I felt like from the position he was in, if that was round two, he'd have been landing elbows and landing strikes. Yeah. But he just sort of held the position. And Moicano was able to get back to his feet. And again, props to Moicano. He came back and then he was kind of, as you say, he won that, that fifth round, boxed uh, really well and hit RDA with some clean strikes. Um but I, I think he was doing that because RDA took his foot off the gas rather than RDA really doing his absolute best. Yeah. And Moicano, yeah, I, it was a difficult one. And it's it's one of those ones where you watch it and you go, oh, you go into the fight going, Moicano's got nothing to lose. He's fighting RDA. He was ranked sixth. Moicano's unranked. If he gets a win, this is massive for Moicano. It's absolutely huge. But then you look at his face afterwards, you're like, no, you, you do have something to lose because that's your health. That was quite a beating. I mean, who I don't know what damage was done to that eye internally. Like, who knows if there's like a broken orbital or anything like that on top of just the, the visual damage that you can see on his eye and stuff. Yeah. But that is that is the risk. All right, sportingly, the UFC, you know, are going to look at him favorably. You've done us a favor. You've come in on five days notice. We'll give you a, a main event on a fight night against a, a favourable opponent or we'll give you another big fight. Don't worry, Mike Arno, we're, we're going to sort you out and take care of you because you took care of us. 
that relationship, I think, does happen within the UFC. I'm sure he'll benefit from that. But the trade-off is that kind of short and long-term health. And is 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 it worth it? I don't know. But I, I definitely look at those those final two rounds and think they didn't need to happen. It wasn't yeah. really going to change the outcome of the fight. And as I say, I do believe <clears throat> RDA took his foot off the gas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, should we move on to uh, Edson versus Bryce Mitchell? Wow. Bryce I mean, Mitchell, man. 15 and 0, mate. He, he looked... Yeah, I mean, the pressure that he was putting on Barboza. Barboza was struggling to find his range, wasn't he? Because he was on yeah. the back foot, you know. And and in fairness, you know, everybody's talking about Barboza's kicks, obviously. Um, Bryce Mitchell's kicks were decent. You know, he was he was yeah. going like for like when he got the opportunity, but the wrestling was was impressive. And just that, that forward pressure, he, he, he just... He would circle round and then he would just like move in. He was constantly sort of shutting down and um, just just robbing Edson of any space to kind of do what Edson does. And I think it was a uh, an incredible performance. Um, I expect big things now for uh, for Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, I think you can throw him up there with some some really top guys. Um, it was great. I mean, Barbosa came back in the end of the first round and did land, I think, a decent a decent strike. And you thought maybe this could be a bit more 50-50, but no, Bryce. Edson seemed to just not have an answer, yeah. a way of getting back to his feet. Once that fight was on the on the ground, he he just could do nothing. He just had he just had such good pressure and such good grappling, was able to just keep Barbosa down, land his strikes, do what he needed to do. I think Bryce Mitchell's got a really good future ahead. I mean in terms of fights for him next, I think you can throw him up there against big guys. There's talk of... Some people have mentioned Brian Ortega. I think that's a step too far. I don't think he's at Brian Ortega level yet. No, also, one more. The, one more. <clears throat> yeah, I think the talk is as well that Brian Ortega should be fighting Yair Rodriguez next, which I think is a cracking oh, fight. Really want to see that. that. So I'm not interested in Bryce going up there and fighting like a Calvin Cater or a Brian Ortega just yet. But Giga Chikadze is coming off a loss. That's a very favorable matchup for Bryce Mitchell as well. He's fighting another striker, but the striker that outstruck Barbosa. So yep. yeah, that could be a good one. Uh, and it would move him solidly into the top 10. I think Giga might be around seventh or something like that at the moment. Mm-hmm. The other options are just for fun. Uh, this shouldn't happen because Bryce should be looking forward. But from just a jiu-jitsu fun time match, I'd be really interested to see how a fight with Ryan Hall would go. Ooh. Those two scrambling all on the floor of each other. That'd be really fun. But I think Ryan Hall is a bit further back in the rankings than Bryce now. So maybe that's not going to happen. But just for sheer fun, yeah, I would yeah. love to see that that fight and those scrambles and see how that went. Um, and then... Obviously, there's Arnold Allen versus Dan Hooker coming up in two weeks. The loser of that fight could fight Bryce Mitchell. If it's Dan Hooker, it's a huge name, even though he'd be unranked. If it's uh, if it's Arnold Allen, Arnold Allen is ranked somewhere. It, 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 maybe Arnold Allen's ranked seventh or something, actually, at the moment. Uh, so I know he's in the top ten. That, again, could be a, a big fight for, for Bryce Mitchell as well. So I think he should just be looking into fighting someone in that kind of like 
five to ten range, maybe. I mean, Josh Emmett's out there as well, who I don't yep. think has a fight booked. So there's plenty of options for Bryce Mitchell, but I think he's he's got to get one more before he starts looking at the Brian Ortegas and, and people like that of the world. Absolutely. And it was a beautiful, beautiful um, thing that got... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Put up on the, the, the UFC socials yesterday of, of Edson going into uh, Mitchell's dressing room and uh, just to, yeah. to say, look, you're on, you're on the way up. And uh, yeah, and it was just absolute respect from both. And, you know, Bryce yeah. Mitchell, uh, 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 you know, has said some, some odd stuff uh, on, on, on socials and things like that. He's a, you know, he's an interesting character. Um, uh, and, but yeah, that was, that was all love and mutual respect. And it was, it was a really nice thing to, to see. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought he looked completely dominant and, and, and great. Yeah. And one, I mean, that he did, he has said some odd things, uh, some very odd conspiracy theorist things. You check out his interview on Ariel Helwani. It was, it was strange. Uh, it wasn't for me. However, he then gets on the mic at the end of this and starts talking about half of his fight purse. He's going to donate to an Arkansas children's charity, which is phenomenal. 45 grand um, to an Arkansas children's charity, which is an amazing thing to do. Good on him. Clearly underneath some of that weird conspiracy theory stuff, there's a good human being there uh, and he wants to do good for people. I think that's a wonderful thing. And also just to point out that Dana White apparently said to him in the back, don't spend any of your money. I'll take care of that. Or we, the UFC will take care of that and donate to that. And Bryce has still said that's an amazing thing, but I still will give some money to it. Um, So yeah, so good on Bryce Mitchell. Great on Bryce Mitchell. And yeah. Why, Why don't that fucking melt? Um, Covington uh, look at that and rather than thinking it makes every fucking awful thing you say fine if you just say that you <clears throat> you love the first responders and you love your military why don't you give half of your purse uh, to veterans or something like that why don't you do something rather than just talk about how much you love them piece of shit yeah. right um, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> right um, boy this was a good one wasn't it Alex Oliveira versus Kevin Holland. 
Oh man, what a fight! Holland is reckless. Even yeah. the way we, one of the ways he got back to his feet was a jump. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. There was something in round one where I think I don't know if he got knocked down or, or so, and, and and Alex Oliveira was 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 trying to uh, to to get on top of him. And Holland like leapt up to his feet, but both feet left the ground. He literally yeah. jumped up, um, and then obviously the he's a, a now a meme for life is going to be Kevin Holland with his thumbs up at the end of round one, almost getting choked out. I wonder <laughs> if that choke was locked in, but he was just very aware there was only three seconds left. So he was yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to give the thumbs up. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And then after that, where he nearly maybe got finished in round two, uh-huh. definitely a round that I think you would give to Oliveira, despite the fact that Holland did rock Oliveira as well. I think you'd give that round to Oliveira. Uh, he comes out and immediately just just smashes uh, smashes Cowboy Oliveira with a strike that was like just seemed to be right on the yeah. button or so. It didn't look like a huge amount of power behind it. He just seemed to just hit him at the right spot uh, in spot. the middle of an exchange, dropped Oliveira, and then he just went in for the kill and just uh, yeah. But but here's the thing: it's interesting because that is a performance where you go, what an exciting fight. Great for Kellen Holland. You can see holes in his game still. Yeah. And there'll be other fighters out there going, I'm not worried about fighting Kevin Holland. I can deal with Kevin Holland. And that'll make for exciting fights because I think people will come forward. They won't be worried about him. And that'll make for exciting fights. And that's what Kevin Holland is all about. So, yeah. And I think because he is already a name and he did well at 185, I think we could be looking at him getting a ranked opponent incredibly quickly as well. So that that could be interesting. Um... Anything else you want to say about that? No. No, I thought it was a great fight. Um, Spivak beats Greg Hardy. Not much said about that other than I'm glad. Yeah. And um, it's Hardy's last fight on his contract. So we might have seen the last of Greg Hardy. I think if he signs again with the UFC, he's probably taken a big pay cut. Um, but I think this could be the last we see of Greg Hardy in a UFC octagon. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. That'd be um, a shame. And then fight that so, I was yeah. really excited about and watched kind of half of in a coffee shop and half of <laughs> the drive home uh, was uh, uh, <clears throat> Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Janan. A really tricky fight. Janan did better than I thought she would do. Her striking was really, really crisp. I thought she nicked it. I wondered if she did as well. I thought it was very close. I don't have a problem with the decision. No, no. But I did I, think I it was it was very, very close. Mm. Um, was it a split? It was a split decision, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to cry robbery or anything like that. I, I, I think it was a really close fight. Um, yeah. But I, I, I wonder if I was leaning towards Jan Janan as well. However, Rodriguez has won. Um, that strawweight division, my favourite female division, yeah, and mate. one of my favourite divisions in general, it's stacked. Looks like Rose is still is going to fight Esparza. I don't know if that's officially confirmed yet, but that looks like it's got to be the one. Yeah. Um, then you've got, there's talk, nothing confirmed yet. Joannia Jacek's been on the sidelines for a long time. Dana White in the press conference, that was mentioned about Joanna versus Zhang Wei Li in a rematch of that probably greatest female fight of all time. Yeah. That, uh, that, according to Dana White, might be happening. So that's a great thing. I'd love to see that again. She's training. Um, um, obviously, Yarni, all of all yeah. her Instagram, she's she's back eating pads and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd be all over seeing that again. 
Absolutely. So that leaves Rodriguez maybe is the number one contender after the Esparza fight. But I mean, if Joanna went out there and beat Zhang Weili, then who knows? That could throw everything upside yeah. down. Yan Jinan, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of fights out there for her. There's there's the Mackenzie Derns of the world and people like that. But um, I don't know. We'll have, we'll have to just wait and see. It's a really great division. A really great. I mean, Zhang Weili versus Yan Jinan. Great fight. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Jacek versus uh, Jan Janan. Great fight. So we'll have to just see what, what happens. I don't know, but stacked division. Uh, good luck to both of them. Um, and then probably one of the feel-good moments of the night, I would say, went to uh, Marina Morose. Oh, man. What How did you feel about that one? Uh, I'd had a couple of glasses of red wine. Uh and I, I stayed up and watched up until um, uh, the Rodriguez fight. Uh, so I'd had a couple of glasses of red wine. So uh, the, the the emotions were kicking in. And when that happened, uh, and she was talking, I was in tears, mate. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I was bawling my eyes out. It was uh, what an incredible, you know, in, in a time of what's happening in Ukraine and 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 to take that win and to pull that flag up and to then sort of make that you know that 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 kind of you know the the, the interview and, and and talk about what what our family and friends are, are currently going through was yeah ridiculously emotionally charged and yeah and and just beautiful to see that flag getting raised and the crowd just loving it as well the roar yeah. of the crowd um you know just just shows that you know everybody's is He's, you know, he's standing alongside Ukraine uh, at, at the moment. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I got a li- I watched it late last night. Um, just kind of caught up on that moment. And uh, again, my my wife was just watching that little bit with me actually, and and both of us got a bit teary in that post fight interview. Um, mm. uh, it's, it's an amazing thing for her. You hope it gives some kind of um, a, a morale boost, some kind of solace to the Ukrainian people to see one of their athletes doing well and talking about them and the atrocities that are going on on the world stage. Uh, you didn't realise I was going to do this, but I'm going to throw it at you because I think you're doing a really lovely thing for that coming up. Um, you're taking a van and you're going to go and donate a bunch of stuff to uh, to Ukrainian refugees. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I hope you're right with me bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, no. I thought I'd it, we're talking about Ukraine. I thought I'd throw it out there and show everyone, you know, you're, you're all right underneath it all. <laughs> I know you come across a bit Covington-esque, but underneath it all, you melt. You're, uh, you're actually quite a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few of us have, have, have packed a van full of nappies and sanitary towels and, and, and all the stuff that um, they're, they're asking for out there. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to... Uh, do the the two day drive to um, to Poland and and yeah and and head to one of the cities close to the border and um, yeah and donate what we can to to uh, to to the people that need it and uh, yeah because like like everyone you know just sitting there looking at what's going on and feeling a bit helpless so yeah had a daft idea to just grab a van and go so um yeah so that's that's happening um this will be out uh hopefully on the sort of eighth or ninth and yeah we're going on the 12th so yeah gonna gonna do that and yeah i think it was uh it was just i i think through watching all the news that everybody's been glued to and seeing you know what's happening to the the, the ukrainians he's just is is an absolute 
you know horror story that we 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 were seeing these 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 poor people turning up in a in a strange country with a a bag um and to see you know and i think that just obviously just all come to you know it was such a glorious moment to see um uh, marina lift that flag it, it just yeah i think hit harder than than any time anyone's ever lifted a flag in the ufc before you know you see very passionate brazilians do it you see very passionate irish people do it but and it always you know hits hard but i think this this you know, hit as hard as it could hit, and it was it was a beautiful moment, and uh, yeah, and I mean, if we if we're talking about combat sports and, and and people doing their bit to see the Klitschko brothers, you know, who you know is Amerikiev and um, <coughs> Vitali, and and to see uh, current heavyweight champ Isek um, refusing to leave, you know, uh, the Ukraine and, st- and and staying there to, you know, to to fight. He's he's incredible these are multi multi-millionaires that, that that could go and quite comfortably live in a very beautiful and luxurious place anywhere in the world and you know and they're, they're but it doesn't matter the passion for for their their home country you know has no has no boundaries and yeah it, it, inspiring seeing seeing stuff like that and yeah i'm going off on a tangent here but like, let, let, let's pull it back to today's thing but yeah but, seeing, no, but seeing You've done a. You're doing a wonderful thing there, mate, and I'm. I'm. I'm really proud of you. I think you're doing a, a really good job, and I, I, yeah, I think people should know that you're doing a, a a lovely thing. You know, you're taking time out of your own life and and doing this for 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 people. I I think it's a fabulous thing. So so well done. Cheers, and, mate. Um, I ain't there yet. I'll probably end up like uh, bursting a tire or something at Dover, <laughs> and I think they come home with a van full of tampons. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, any other fights you want to talk of? Well, not necessarily uh, big fights, but there's a couple of things. Just uh, uh, Jalen Turner looks phenomenal. That phenomenal, phenomenal uh, at lightweight. <laughs> uh, he's on four stoppage wins now in a row. I think beating Solid Jamie Malarkey. And Jamie Malarkey's no mug. He's a good fighter. He looked phenomenal, Jalen Turner. So, well done him. Umar Nurmagomedov looked very, very good. Khabib's cousin. Um, he uh, beat Brian Boom Kelleher by rear naked choke. Very Khabib-esque. Um, although he's actually a much better striker. Not um, doing very well at the moment, are they, the Dagestani wrestlers? <laughs> really struggling yeah. with it all at the moment. God, yeah, didn't they struggle? Um, but yeah, that fight was at 145. I don't know if that was because of the late replacement, maybe... But Kelleher's got a, a history of kind of coming in late and, and fighting upper weight class or something. But normally both those guys fight at bantamweight. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, we'll see. Umar Nurmagomedov, I think, still undefeated. As again, was, was originally scheduled to fight Jack Shaw on the London that's card. Right. But that's been changed. So I don't know quite what's going on there with his weight, if that was just a one-off or if he's moving up to 145. Not sure. But we'll see what happens there. And then the last thing to be said, uh, again, as a result of the whole situation in the Ukraine, uh, one of the, the sanctions that has been brought out is uh, that Russian athletes won't be allowed into the UK. That obviously brings up a big issue for the main event at UFC London. Tom Aspinall meant to fight Alexander Volkov. Apparently, the UFC tried to get Alexander Volkov out of Russia early, and he refused. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to stay, train, all that. Understandable. But now it looks like there's a possibility that he won't be able to make it into the UK for the fight against Tom Aspinall. And I have mentioned previously, maybe there's a situation that Arnold Allen and Dan Hooker becomes the main event. But Dana White at the press conference was asked a question about this. And he said, 
They are looking into replacement fights for Tom Aspinall. Tom Aspinall will be on that card. So I imagine he will be main eventing that card. So who knows whether Volkov does get into the country or who knows whether someone else high profile in that heavyweight division comes in uh, or what's going to happen. But it looks like the UFC are working on getting Tom Aspinall a potential replacement for the March 19th card in London. So we we touched on this. I don't, we, like we, we've got about another sort of four minutes till we hit the hour mark. So let, let's just talk a, a little bit more about this before we we, we, we wrap. Um, we we touched on this, didn't we, about potential fights? Because Blades lined up. Who's he fighting? He's fighting. Is he fighting Rosenstrike? He is. Yeah, that's uh, that that fight's booked. Um, obviously, the the the. the you know, we're not talking championship fight yet. So, you know, he's out anyway. Um, who did we think could potentially be available? I don't know. Because I think Chris Dorcas is booked as well. Abdurakahimov was uh, Aspinall's original That's opponent. Right. He's now fighting um, Sergei Pavlovich, who also has been booked to fight Aspinall on a previous previous fight card. But both those guys are also Russian. So I don't see that fight happening at UFC London now. They were fighting each other, which, and so it it, it looks like it won't be either of those guys. Spivak didn't take much damage. Spivak didn't take much damage, but I think he's already lost to Aspinall. Mm. So I don't know that you'd make that fight. Uh, Blagoy Ivanov, I don't know. I'd have to pull up um, Tapology and just see... Uh, do you think they could pull something out of the bag? Do you think they could get a, a heavyweight Gustafsson? I mean, it's a big fight for Gustafsson, who I think would be unranked at heavyweight at the moment. So that makes sense. But again, does it, it would be a fight he's not favoured in, I'd say for sure. Tom Aspinall's a proper heavyweight. Um, I don't know. I... I if I was Gustafsson, I wouldn't want that fight on short notice. I think that'd be a, a bad idea. But again, as we've seen, you know, I suppose the rewards are there if it works out for you. But if it doesn't, it could be quite damaging. Mm. And I, I, I don't see Gustafsson being a favourite against Tom Aspinall, even on a full camp, mm. let alone taking it on what would it be now, 12 days notice? Um, you just don't want to see him fight someone behind him. It's like, you know, he's 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 on mm. such a roll and... Derek Lewis <laughs> coming off I mean, that title with Vasilos. Yeah, I mean he's he's not going to be allowed to fight coming nah. off of a, a, an idea like that um, so soon. Um, maybe they'll maybe they'll take the Curtis Blades uh, Josinio Rosenstrike away. Maybe maybe they'll give Rosenstrike um, Aspinall pay him good money to do it. Say go on, you take on Aspinall instead. Curtis Blades would obviously be a good one. Incredibly different stylistic matchup for Aspinall. Maybe that's the way you, you, if you're Curtis Blades, maybe you think, hey, I know what my skill set is and I know he's not been training for my skill set. Let me fight this hype train now because it's probably a better win for you than Rosenstrike. It's a more dangerous opponent, I think. I think Aspen was a better fighter than Rosenstrike, but maybe that's worth doing. Rosenstrike would be maybe the better option for Aspinall because I think Rosenstrike is a striker. He's maybe a slightly better striker than Volkov, but uh, I, I think Aspinall should be able to be be all right against Rosenstrike. I don't know, man. It is tricky. Chris Dorcas, I think, is booked up. Martin Tybora, I'm not sure. Has he got a fight book? No, has he just had one? 
trying to think. He beat Greg Hardy a little while back, but that was maybe good. <laughs> um, I'm looking it up now. So Marcin Tybura, he lost against Alexander Volkov back in October. Oh, Tybu- hang on, Tybura's booked to fight Josinio Rosenstrike on that UFC 273 card. So who's Blades booked to so fight? So who is Blades booked to fight? Good question. Plot Hold the lion corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. Blades. Curtis Razor Blades Go on. is booked to fight Chris Dorcas. I had it the other way around. So he's booked to fight Chris Dorcas. That's a bit meh, isn't it? It is a bit meh, which makes me think that... And he's booked, to f- he's booked to fight him the week later. So, camp-wise, <coughs> you'd imagine he's he's pretty sorted. I mean, it would suck for Dorcas to have that fight taken away from him. But if you're Curtis Blades, I know you're you're preparing for, for Dorcas, who's maybe not quite got the ground game of Aspinall. But do you know what? It's one week away. You're, you're, you're in the camp. You're probably doing all right. You've got to do... I'm sure he doesn't really cut weight at heavyweight, or at least not much. So, I think that's a good fight. Get a free trip to London and fight a guy that is has got a much bigger hype around him. Dorcas is coming off of a loss to Derek Lewis. Aspinall is, is only on a UFC win streak. He's never lost in the UFC. So... Maybe Curtis Blades. Get a trip to London, Curtis. Come to London. That's a very, very different fight for Tom. Oh, it's a difficult one for Tom. If Tom You're takes that fight. a fucking man-man in, in arguably, probably a lot more striking to one of yeah. the best wrestlers in, in, in you know, the UFC heavyweight division. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that, it's an incredibly different stylistic matchup. What you hope is that Aspen always got very good jiu-jitsu and that maybe if the fight does end up at the ground, Aspen will be pretty comfortable. But who knows? I mean, he would move up to fourth in the rankings if he won. So there's that. And he'd still headline in his home country. And the thing is, at heavyweight, he's so young that if he were to fight Curtis Blades and lose, it's not a big deal. Because he could then go, all right, I've taken my first loss in the UFC. Let me now go and fight... Abdurakahimov or Pavlovich or, or Chris Dorcas or any of these guys, he's still going to fight a ranked opponent and then he just has to build his way back up again. Aspinall's talked about, you know, wanting to slowly move up the rankings. If he gets put back a step by a guy that's in the top five and has got a lot of fights under his belt in the UFC and Curtis Blades on a late notice replacement as well, maybe you turn around and go, that's not the end of the world. That's a good learning uh, moment for me. And I can take that lesson. Or do they give him it. Dorcas? Um, they could give him Dorcas. It's not as exciting, but maybe Dorcas would be okay with it. I'm sure Curtis Blades would be pissed off. But um, I'm sure Dorcas would be over the moon to headline a, a, a card. Yeah. I mean, is he headlining the next card anyway? Is is that Blades Dorcas a, a headline event really? card I don't know mate I have to I'll have to look it up let me let's see it's it's happening the week after isn't it so it's happening on the 26th yeah that is a headliner 
Blades Dorcas is the headliner for the week after Aspinall Volkov. Hmm. So then, then obviously they've then got to find a a replacement for their headline fight in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, Although I mean Kaikara France Askar Askarov is on that card. I mean, actually, that card the week after is not too bad. I mean just looking at it here, Neil Magny's fighting on that card. I know he's not a, a, a main event guy against Max Griffin, but that's still a nice fight. Um, you've got Alexi Olenek, Aliyah Latifi. They're both names. Joanne Wood versus Alexa Grasso. That's a decent fight at flyweight. Matt Brown versus Brian Barberina. That'll probably be fireworks, and Matt Brown's always been a legend. Askar Askarov against Kaikara France in what could be a number one contender fight um, for the flyweight belt. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, that's that's not a bad card, is it? I mean, there's definitely been worse cards than that. So there's fights do... on that card I'd much rather watch than, than Blades Dorcas. Yeah. Like... Again, Abdurakahimov and Sergei Pavlovich cannot fight on that London card as it stands with the US, mm. with the, the UK sanctions on Russian athletes. Mm. So if they've been training for that and you say to one of them, hey, whichever one of you wants to take this, you go fight either Curtis Blades or Chris Dorcas one week later. Perfect. And one of those guys can come and fight Aspinall one week earlier. That could actually work out really well. Mm. So, watch this space. Exciting and strange times. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, right. That's it. So we'll be back. Hopefully the next shows you're going to be getting are... Well, let, let's tell her. Um, we uh, we can tell you. We had Arnold Allen back on. There'll be an episode coming out with Arnold in the lead up to the London card. We sat down with Dan Hooker. Uh, had a great chat with Dan. Uh, that will be coming very, very soon. We've still got our episode with Muay Thai legend uh, Liam Harrison, uh, which is coming your way soon. But we think over the next couple of weeks you're going to be getting uh, a barrage of... of um, of shows in the lead up to the London card for both UFC and Cage Warriors, uh, the O2 Indigo, uh, the evening before the UFC. So we'll be uh, hopefully recording with uh, Jordan Vichenik, um, Paul Hughes, uh, who have got their much anticipated headline fight there. And yeah, don't know who else we're going to get to speak to from uh, the, we're, the we're working card. on getting on a few others, but maybe we'll even try and talk to one or two after the event as well, Absolutely. not just uh, not just before. So we'll see. But I think we're going to get very London card heavy. And if you don't know already, Stu and I will be in the media for you UFC win. London. So do you know what? If you if you're still listening to this, if you haven't yet switched off, <laughs> then <laughs> then lucky you. Please send us any ideas you have for us to do at the media because we don't have a clue what we're doing. We're literally going to go there with like our phones and maybe a microphone and see if we can interview some fighters before the fights. See if we can interview them afterwards. See if Dana White's there. Get to ask him a question in the big press room afterwards and stuff like that. We're just going to go and have the best time and have loads of fun. But if you've got any ideas, anything you, you would like to see from us, any content you'd like to see on Instagram or, or anything like that, then shoot us a message. Let us know what you'd like to see. And if, if we can do it, we'll, we'll try and do it for you because we're not tied to anything. We can just kind of go and do whatever we, we want. We've got no no bosses at an MMA website telling us to get this, get that and the other. We, we, you're our boss. You can tell Absolutely. us what to do. Absolutely. You can so tell us know. what to do. 
If you want us to drink our own body weight in Jaeger bombs and throw a dolly through a coach, just say we're up for that. <laughs> if you want us to call out any fighters and find out how legit the legitimacy of uh, who the father of their children is, Blake will do that. Just ask us, and uh, <laughs> we will stand up at the press conferences and throw that out there. And we're really hoping that Colby Covington's in attendance so that Stu can finally go face to face with Colby and call him a melt. You know I'll be like, oh, no, come here, nice to meet you. How you doing? Do you want to come and have a Nice to meet you, Melt Melt. What? <laughs> right, we're back next time. Uh, stay safe, people. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. Right. So.